Live from Sacramento, California. Woke up quick at about noon. Featuring Damian Barling. Yes, I absolutely still love Russell Westbrook. So what? And Kenny Carraway. Sometimes you're really just vibing out. This is D-Lo and KC. I'm the Streets Voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked. On ESPN 1320. Hope you had a wonderful weekend and a happy new year. We welcome you in here to the first day of 2023 here for D-Lo and KC on this January 3rd. Doesn't feel appropriate to hit the Acknowledge Me sound drop, so uh, we'll get back to business as usual uh, tomorrow. Uh, obviously, there's, there's a lot to talk about today. I, I struggled a bit with kind of how to do this. Um, you know we're 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 in Sacramento. We've got Kings basketball tonight. Uh, we had a just an incredibly exciting. Uh, it was a Friday night game, oh, man. And, and 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 then you know they of course they they had that tough loss in, in Memphis over the weekend as well. And you know we're going to get into that. I know Will Z is going to join us later. Uh, Coach David Patrick's going to be with us uh, immediately following uh, Sac State practice around two o'clock. So we, you know we have that 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 normal stuff. Uh, Jason Jones, J Street Vibes, The Athletic, final hour of the show. Um, but we were all watching. Uh, we all saw what happened last night. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I had the, the, the weird distinction of I, I, I kind of forgot what day it was. Hmm. So I was doing some, some work that I just showed you on, on, on the iPad, trying to get some things geared up for today. And it was like, oh, yo, it's Monday. Yo, it's a big Monday game. I turned the game on two plays before that happened mm. and sat there with the rest of the world just stunned uh, at what we had saw, you know, happen to DeMar Hamlin, who, you know, mm. we were, were, you know, we've been glued to, you know, television and social media, hoping for updates, hoping for positive uh, updates, uh, and they just have, have, have not come yet. Um and, and and from what I understand, because I don't know how I feel about the practice of having doctors on who aren't treating the patient, but right. I also get the need to try to explain to people what might have happened. Uh, this is actually completely normal. Um, mm -hmm. When someone goes into cardiac arrest, which we've been told that's what happened, uh, you, 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 once you get the person's heart going, you get them breathing again, you get their vitals normal, you actually put them under you put them to sleep mm -hmm. and allow their body temperatures to change and then when they wake up which is what we're told is about 24 hours later and we're obviously approaching that here uh, over the course of the next five six hours or so uh, that's when you can start piecing together what happened and how that person is functioning uh, so everything at this point is is speculation obviously when, when when moments like that happen not just in sports but in the world the world reacts uh, and they react on social media and that has, you know, created a, 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 a an, another interesting part of today's discussion as well. Uh, but it was just a terrifying night in in Cincinnati. Yeah, it. Um, I wasn't watching the game. Um, that was at practice, and one of the, the coaches, Coach Derek, um, he's off to the side. He's like, "Hey man, you gotta you gotta see this. Like what happened in this game." And um, yeah, that was tough to watch that was tough to see and obviously uh, I didn't know the extent of it at the time like I, I wasn't watching the telecast so I didn't know you know everything had stopped and never went went back going again yeah um, 
But, you know, I mean, the first thing that I thought was, you know, he took a hit straight to the chest. And, you know, I obviously I'm not a doctor, so I'm thinking, like, I don't know if, it, you know, his lung collapsed or, you know, what what it was. But it was kind of clear to me, like, he took a shot to the chest and it mm-hmm. just, you know, broke him all the way down. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about CPR, about, like, I just saw the thing. So, mm-hmm. After, you know, practice over and I'm seeing everything that's going on and seeing that they just flat out stopped the game and you saw the seriousness of it all. Uh, I, I was, it was terrifying. Um, and it was just it was just flat out sad. You know, I just had a, a lot of sadness seeing all that unfold last night and, you know, thinking about um, Hamlin and, and just as a man and his family and his mom being at the game and, you know, she's trying to run down from the stands to – you know, get her in the in the ambulance, and then you hear, you know, I, like I said, I didn't see it live, but you you see the clips from Ryan Clark and mm-hmm. Scott Van Pelt was uh, obviously shaking those two up did. They, they, all they, night long. Like it's it's tough to prepare for stuff like this, mm-hmm. uh, and that crew, Booger, mm-hmm. um, Hell Schefter, and, and and obviously Susie Colbert's a p- perfect person for stuff Lisa like Salters. this. Lisa Salters, you know, Joe and Troy, they all did a as good of a job as you could do mm-hmm. in a situation like this. And, but Ryan Clark and SVP were, mm-hmm. were just phenomenal. That's, that's why I missed, you know, I told you I'd missed, I, I haven't watched Donovan 71 yet. Yeah. Cause I was just glued to, I was really glued to Ryan Clark. I thought SVP did a great job, but I was glued to Ryan Clark cause he's been out there and mm-hmm. he's been through stuff like we, weird NFL type mm-hmm. things like this. And so well, his, I mean, hell, his Ryan... voice carried a lot of weight. Ryan Clark was, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, he was in a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know he's talked about mm-hmm. a number of different times, Mike, Mike Tomlin, and this is not, no fault to nobody. I'm just talking about a story. But Mike Tomlin, when uh, he has sickle cell, mm-hmm. I think he does, and yep. Mike Tomlin was like, I'm, I'm not play. letting you play. Yeah. Just well, not letting you I think you it was in it. Denver. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what you say. I got to look at you as, as I would my son. And I wouldn't want my son to play, so you're not playing. There's also a, a you know, you mentioned the, you know, not 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 watching, not watching it, and not knowing how it played out on television. And I didn't want to make this. It, it's also okay to not tweet in moments like that mm-hmm. because I I had this overwhelming thought running through my head that I wasn't sure everyone would understand if I tweeted. So I was like, hey, stupid, you have a radio show that you can explain this. But for those who sat through from this is from a television perspective, from a viewer's perspective only being at home watching this, man, it was hard not to remember over the edge in 1999, the WWE pay-per-view where Owen Hart passed away Mm -hmm. because you immediately knew something was wrong, like something's off. Mm -hmm. Like when you come back for, for, you know, it's hard to believe that's 20 four years ago they're airing a video package they come back from the video package and there's a crowd shot and everyone is just like staring at the ring and you immediately know something's wrong like abnormally wrong Mm -hmm. then jr starts talking and then you go okay something's really wrong when they came back from the second commercial break and there was this wall of buffalo bills around uh, Demar Hamlin on the field, and 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 Joe was trying to talk through this. You knew, okay, this is different. 
This isn't there's something happening there that we're not privy to. Mm -hmm. And it was legitimately it might have been two more commercial breaks later. So five more attempts to come back and go back out and attempts before Joe finally said. From what we understand, he's been getting CPR. Mm. That's not normal. Mm -mm. That's that's not what you tune in. We've seen the cart. In rare cases, we've seen we've seen the ambulance. Mm -hmm. We've never seen that. And there was a you know the the, the people in Cincinnati and, and, the, and the Bills reporters who were, who were covering this game. The video of the the ambulance getting on the field is stunning because it's we've seen we've we've seen it. Mm -hmm. That's not what this this thing was fast and the furious out there to 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 to, to middle field to to where Demar was. And it was just a, a a wild like what what is going on right now? Because you're seeing you're seeing Stephon Diggs, you're seeing players react, and they don't re I mean he don't react like that over a broken leg. Like what is going on right now? Right. And it, it it felt like things just got worse and worse and worse uh, as the night went along. Now. <sighs> In the effort to explain to viewers what was going on, I haven't gone back to I, – I, I didn't I, – I don't know where there's an archive of this. I haven't gone back to watch it. So just in my memory, in the moment, this is what I heard. Mm -hmm. in, 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 in the time that the, 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 the Bills are they're praying, and the delay is lengthy at this point. Like you're, you're up to well over double-digit minutes. You're, you, you, you've, you're probably approaching 20 minutes at this point of a delay. I remember Troy saying in these situations, teams, once the delay is d determined to end teams have five minutes to, to get warmed up again and, and then, and then play can resume. I, I could be absolutely wrong. I don't remember Troy saying the word from the NFL is they have five minutes to resume. What I think happened is Troy was reciting the rule mm -hmm. that is in place for lengthy delays. Lengthy delays sometimes include, like, firework mishaps. Mm -hmm. Rarely – they don't include a teammate getting CPR on the field. Right. I could be wrong, but that's how I heard it. And immediately the story became the NFL told these players that they have five minutes to get back out on the field. That might be true. But the way Troy relayed that message last night, I don't think that's what he was doing. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> which it's a wild turn of events for it to sound like I'm stalling out the NFL. Like there's plenty of reasons to be angry at the NFL on every day of the week. Right. right. I'm not sure that that's what happened last night. Though. Yeah, I and I, I hear the things that you say in the tweets and people saying, "Oh, Roger Goodell said that." I, we do, we don't know that. We don't know that. That's 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 not that's not fair. We don't know what was said, if anything. You know, um, from what I could tell, there was no mandate of anything. There was everything that was going on, and then the coaches convened with the officials. So, which, in my opinion, that's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Like I say that to say, like it wasn't like. The officials came to them like, "Hey guys, you guys got five minutes." Right. And they walked away, and then they. I, I, was, I think what they said everybody was, "Everybody said, hey, can we talk?'" Or McDermott give, give, maybe said, "Hey, can we 
Can we talk about this? Given the fact they met on two separate occasions, I'm good. Again, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. What's protocol here? The conversation between the coaches and the officials. Well, protocol is you have a five minute warm up period, and then we we you know we we pick up, but mm-hmm. that's protocol for a delay. Mm-hmm. And then they broke apart. Everyone went back to their sideline, and in the way Lisa tells the story, and she told it just incredibly last night, is that the Bills went back to the sideline and just stood there. Hmm. They were they just didn't know what to do, and it was a handful of minutes later that I think Sean McDermott walked over to Zach Taylor. Or it could have been the other way around, mm-hmm. and I think that was the determination that like we're not we're not playing football. Let's go to the back. Let's get this figured out. And and we'll go from there. And even then, they didn't they didn't determine they weren't going to play for the rest. They just like let's get off the field real quick. Yeah, let's 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 figure out what the hell's going on with ourselves and with yeah. our teammate, and then we'll talk about it later. And then I guess later came you know through the tunnels. They're like, hey, we're we're done. And and, and again, it, it is just wild to think I'm stalling out the NFL here, but I think there are some things to discuss. So mm-hmm. we will. We'll, we'll we'll discuss Skip Bayless, um, the fans and since I, I could have been hypersensitive to last night because that was just why was it appropriate to ask LeBron James about this? Like the man's playing basketball. He all I, intents and purposes I'm, he didn't even. I'm he didn't guessing. Even see it. Was it, we've talked about this before. Someone probably pulled him aside and say, "Hey, here's what happened on Monday Night Football." Mm-hmm. But you put that man in a position to where he had to address it, knowing people are going to be hanging on his every word. It's not what Donovan Mitchell did. Mm-hmm. What Donovan Mitchell did was very, very different to what they did to LeBron James. So we'll 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 get into all of that. We will get into some normalcy here on the show. Will Z will be with us. There is a Kings game tonight. Uh, Coach David Patrick, uh, Jason Jones. Uh, phone lines are open for you as well. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Uh, we're just getting started here in 2023. Stealing with Casey on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. No, no, no. Back to D-Lo and Casey. D-Lo and Casey on ESPN 1320. Oh, man. It's good when there's topics we can just mutually agree not to talk about. <laughs> They gave that one away. They're not even the controversial ones from last night. These are, these are actual sports topics. We decided, who cares if we don't talk about them? No, no it's need. old news. No need. There's some, although, heartache, there's some heartache in my house. Although I will say, I've completely missed the uh, end of the second game. Like, second half. Oh, that's, oh I, well, your power I, went out. <laughs> so what was funny about that, we're, talking, we're obviously talking about the college football playoffs. The... Uh, Inter- I was telling Jesse, uh, we kept power. We lost internet. And I'm a oh. streamer. We oh. lost internet in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and my man Io is at the house. <laughs> Mr. Ohio State. Shout out Io. So we had to we found the we found the the the, the, the best uh we found the best cell phone service in the house <laughs> and, and streamed that to the TV. It eventually came back uh before Ryan Day threw the game away. Um oh, but uh, you could argue Ryan Day threw the game away most of the fourth quarter, but that's another story that we just don't need to discuss today because uh, there are – Michigan th- gave it away. TCU, they played great, but – TCU played incredible. I think did Michigan – Did not think they'd be there. Michigan um, – I want to say – I was talking to homeboy Allen about this. 
fellow Michigan fan. I think it was 21 points, you know, between like turnovers and um, they turned the ball over inside the one. <laughs> like just quarterback sneaking. What are we what are we doing with a handoff? Mm-hmm. Quarterback sneaking. And then they did get screwed on the on the non touchdown call. Well, the guy was in. Michigan screwed Michigan. Well, Harbaugh never wanted to be there anymore. Harbaugh screwed Harbaugh. <laughs> uh and of course it's a tradition unlike any other. The college football season ends and the Harbaugh to NFL rumors begin. Um He's out of there. But we'll you know, there, there's a time and a place for that stuff. We we will tr- try to do some semblance of a, a, a of a normal show, you know, barring any, hopefully, uh, an unfortunate update that never comes. Mm. Um, that will obviously kind of change the trajectory of today's show. But there are things that took place last night that we do want to talk about, and we do realize that the Kings play tonight. Uh, we've been away for four days. We are eager to talk about the Kings and Will Z. You know, does what he does best, put out a new article previewing the the second matchup against the Utah Jazz tonight. So we'll talk to him in, 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 in about 30 minutes or so. I was just going to say, when we talk about, you know, updates, I was, um, I wish I would have, like, favorited it. There's a doctor that I follow. He's, he's a doctor, but he's, like, obviously a sports fan, so he, he's always commenting on injuries and stuff like that. And um, he had a – damn, I wish I had it. He had a really good thread just kind of detailing – possibly what happened, what's mm-hmm. next or whatever. And he was talking about how, um, you know, news or new news or anything like that, and the way these things go um, may not be for a couple of days. Yeah. You know what I mean? May not be for a couple of days, a week in some cases. You know, this is, this is a, you know, a bit of a slow process now to make sure, you know, things are able to get back to normal, hopefully for, for Hamlin. Um, but, you know, it's not one of those things where, like, if we get something, obviously we'll let you know. But it's not one of those things where we probably hear not. a change yeah. for the next couple of days, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just – it was all very sad. Cardiac arrest is so scary because it's it it, 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 it shuts your body down. So, like, everything stops. So mm-hmm. just because you get the – like, once you get the heart going again, you it's essentially assessing damage. Mm-hmm. What happened while the heart was stopped? We have no idea how long that man's heart was stopped. Mm. We just know they were down there on the field for a really, really long time. And, uh, you know, that's the again, it's the it's it's the dangers of the world we live in. You know, we want we we, want to speculate. We want to blame a a lot of people want to comfort. I mean, that that man's that man's GoFundMe page has topped four million dollars today. That is yeah. just, I mean, at the, at the, if I remember correctly, we had like a couple hundred thousand or a couple thousand. Excuse yeah, me, he had like a couple five hundred. Yeah, he had that, like, yeah, yeah, he, he had that, and then all of a sudden, that man has raised four million dollars for for his. This is a second year player. I don't even know if the dude makes four million dollars. Sixth year. rounder. He but he does not make four million dollars. <laughs> Sixth rounder out of pit. Uh, so he's going to be able uh, to do some amazing things. When he kicks out of this, yeah. uh, and that's what we're all hoping and, that he does is kick out of it. And the other thing about this, once again, um, when I saw what happened, uh, the first thing that I thought about was the conversation we always have. And, you know, I pray, and, and luckily, you know, last night it didn't happen, and I pray eventually he kicks out of this. But we always talk about what's going to happen if a player dies on the field. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we usually talk about that in the sense of the NFL's wrongdoing or negligence or anything like that. 
uh, everything that I've read, watched, this is a freak accident, mm-hmm. essentially. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the the this isn't Tua. No, this isn't Tua. This is something that the there's like milliseconds. It's even lower than a millisecond, right? But there's a certain time when all these little moving parts had to be aligned for something like this to happen. And it actually happened that way. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something that um, is something the NFL did or, you know, some, one of the things I always talk about is like football, right? And, and how football wasn't made to be played the way it's played today. You know, it's not meant to be played with when uh, Jimmy Jones, whoever in Ohio, wherever they invented the game, came up with this game. He didn't think we'd have guys running 4-3, weighing 250 pounds, you know, with 7% body fat. Like, that's that's not what was envisioned here. Um, but probably, that's not... Probably half that, too. <laughs> body fat's probably half that. Yeah. Um, that's not what what this was. Like, yeah. it wasn't... At least I don't believe. In case of the game either. being too fast, too strong. This was a super unfortunate, scary freak accident it was um i think i think espn showed the replay one time and i saw like i saw it live it, it was almost it, it reminded me of the the, the the trey lance thing to a certain degree in, in the fact that he, he was up I, I don't think he got hit in the head like he got up and then but the obviously the way he fell was mm-hmm. like oh that was, that was and then they showed the replay the one time and i'm watching it as closely as you can like i the hell just happened mm. it doesn't look like he got hit in the head so i'm waiting for someone to explain how whiplash i'm thinking of the the will smith scene with the mason jar and concussion I'm, is that what just happened uh and of course as we as we've learned it's not at all and you're right there's i can blame the nfl for a lot mm. and the nfl deserves criticism for a lot I don't know if what happened to uh, DeMar Hamlin last night is one of those things. Um, It brings all those ugly things back to the surface, though. And, of course, the speculation that they told uh, these teams they have five minutes to play. And I think that is just irresponsible speculation. Mm -hmm. And, again, I understand where it came from. It it, it came from the the lead play-by-play announcer on the lead broadcast for the NFL. He said, this is protocol. Stating the protocol isn't the same as stating, hey, I just got off the phone with Roger Goodell, and he told these guys, got five minutes, go out there and go get her done. We've got a, we got a big audience and a packed house tonight in Cincinnati. That's another thing I wanted to say. We've seen, because we'll, we're quick to acknowledge ugly fan behavior. Mm-hmm. That crowd in Cincinnati seemed to understand the gravity of the situation very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we go back to that 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 Raiders Patriots incident. Um, you go back to the just countless, countless ugly incidents you've seen with fans and interaction with players. And there was a lot of discussion last night and this morning about the, particularly last night from Ryan Clark, about dehumanizing professional athletes. Mm-hmm. And that's going to lead us to Skip Bayless in a minute. But I thought the crowd in Cincinnati handled that about as well as you possibly could. Um, obviously, I'm sure they were all glued to their phones. 
they probably saw a lot more than we did, mm-hmm. given the fact that it's not like that 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 wall of Buffalo Bills players was formed right away. And then you 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 saw like the response at the hospital. We talked about the you know the charity and all of those different things. Uh, I think you know when we're quick to um, chastise fan behavior, we should be just as quick to applaud it. Mm-hmm. That was a massive game on a prime stage that was probably very very expensive to get into. And they understood what was happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I could just um, imagine being in those stands. I mean, look, the first thing that I'm thinking when when you you see him go down the way he did, then you see the response of the athletic trainers. I mean, they were, and, and I don't mean that like they were in control, and obviously they they saved his life, but they were frantic. This wasn't. Oh, let me get down on the knee and check what's going on. They got out there immediately. Was like, "Hey, I need this. I need that." Mm-hmm. Everybody here, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I mean, those people in the stands. Um, SVP they, referenced that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. The fact that they could they 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 have a a satellite truck that they see mm-hmm. that their director seat that we don't, and he could see the urgency that was being. Relay to get people out there, yeah. and he said he knew when he saw that that was not. Yeah, it was immediate, right? regular. Like it was yeah. it was immediate. Like when you talk about uh, even even when you talk about like somebody, um, uh, you know, not paralyzed, but you know, not been able to move their legs. They don't even move that fast for that. Like not to not to talk about them, but they look at it. They're more of a slow. Like okay can't feel this let's take it slow let's make sure we don't move like that's what they look when that happens last night soon as they got hey hey no no hey bring this guy and that was i can only imagine watching that live being scary and i go back to the fans like you talked about i mean there's there's probably a lot of people in that stands who like did i just see somebody die Mm -hmm. out here yeah like that's and i think that's traumatic yeah, that was everybody's um, obviously biggest fear. I think it's still our fear mm-hmm. that we we watch someone we there, watch someone die last. There night. was a, I didn't know anything about this, but I, once again slipping again because I was just riding around listening to this. Uh, but Michael Wilbon talked to Greeny, I think it was this morning, and talked about a situation. I don't know when this happened. I don't know what year or whatever, but about how somebody took a bad hit or something in a game. He was taken off the field. They resumed play, and he died before the game was over. I had never heard about that before. This was yeah, maybe 50s, 60s, 70s or something like that. Hmm. But, I mean, just imagine that. Imagine. I don't have to that. imagine it. Like, yeah. I feel like until we're told we're not, our biggest fear is that's what we live through. Hmm. Like, we, you know, I referenced the – the the WWE event earlier, mm-hmm. we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. We saw the aftermath of it, but we didn't see it. We all saw this. Reggie Lewis, mm-hmm. we didn't see Reggie Lewis. It was on a, a a pickup game or a practice floor. Some people saw Hank Gathers. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's tough, man. Uh, it's tough. It, it, which. I, I started this tweet. I, I, I think this is a, a, a good tw- transition. JC says, this is on YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320 for those who want to watch. So we're also available on Facebook 
uh, and Twitch as well. Search us out on Facebook, uh, ESPN 1320, and you can watch the show. JC says, am I the only person that knew what Skip was saying? I'm not a fan of the guy, uh, but he didn't mean ill will at all. So let's take last night's tweet, tweets, plural, because he had several, mm-hmm. out of the conversation for a minute. Skip Bayless has made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars dehumanizing professional athletes because that's 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 the term today mm-hmm. dehumanize he has made a living dehumanizing professional athletes a very good one again millions upon millions upon millions of dollars skip bayless makes to do his shtick with lebron james his shtick with tom brady and shannon sharp you 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 can go back uh, to his time covering Dallas and the book that he wrote and the things that he said about Troy Aikman at the time. And you make your entire life off of these professional athletes. And when you tweet something about a football game and you because because I read the tweet and in my I was like I I know what Skip was trying to say here, but you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. No. Your history has eliminated that; it's gone. You've lost it. Your teary BS apologies, my friend Shannon's not here. I pray to God Shannon said "f you." I'm not coming to work. I really pray Shannon said "f you." I'm not coming back to work until he's gone. Because you're doing this whole, oh, we're sensitive to this matter. And we're, and then you're going to launch into a segment about how LeBron wants to leave Los Angeles and he's bad for his teammates and how this is this and this is that. And it goes beyond it goes beyond an opinion on a game or an opinion on an athlete to where it just becomes this it becomes this stick. And you don't have the ability to determine what's real in Skip Bayless versus what's professional wrestling Mm -hmm. in Skip Bayless. So when you've done that for the better part of, what, two decades now? Probably significantly longer, but, 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 but in the forefront for a couple of decades now, you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you tweet something about a football game last night. I I agree 100% with what you're saying. I can understand what Skip was saying in that tweet. I, I get it. Um, but like you said, it doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. I I look at Skip Bayless, and I don't like to do this, especially being in the industry now. You know, these are peers. These are coworkers. I'm not into putting other people down for what they do or whatever. But I don't have a problem saying my opinion. Skip Bayless, he's everything that's wrong with this industry. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, he's everything that's wrong with, like, sports society. I don't want to make it, like, life. Like, that's not it. But, like, the way we consume sports, the way we talk about sports and these athletes, I think he's um, – he cultivated that where we're at today. That's right. And if he did get fired, he's, he'll be all right. He'll he's be not fine. going to starve. Yeah, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And we can move on as a sports society – and in this profession, it maybe start to change things. But uh, I agree with you. Like, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. You know, like, it's it's one of those things where, say he lost his job or he's under fire right now and he's feeling the fire right now. 
I don't feel bad for you because there have been probably 20 other times where you probably should have been fired or should have felt the heat and you just carried along with it. So I, I, I don't I don't feel any type of way uh, for, for Skip Bayless right now. If he loses his job, he loses his job. And it doesn't appear that he's going to. He was on television this morning. Um, from what I understand, they just – did a show this morning, mm-hmm. uh, which it, which I'm not criticizing no, Fox for. Like no, I don't I don't know. Like the the NFL Network made a, a decision on how they were going to handle. Uh, of course, being the NFL Network, I, I I think that's what you'd expect from them, and that's the way they 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 should conduct themselves. They're not I, doing any shows today. Or? They're not. Their focus is on um, what happened mm. and. Um, Demar Hamlin. That's that's where they're doing. A sh- they're doing shows, mm-hmm. but that's where their focus is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not discussing playoff scenarios. Uh, they're not discussing you know the 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 Forty Nine thrilling win over the Raiders. Like they're not they're not mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought ESPN did a good job because that's the NFL Network and that's a singular focus. ESPN uh, they 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 kept the focus on Demar Hamlin while also hey we 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 don't want to deviate too much, but we will mention you know. Donovan Mitchell became the seventh player in NBA history, and that, like that's a huge. Any other day, yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. That's the that's the, that's the that's the biggest thing in professional sports. There's a, uh, uh, you know, there was an incredible game to to, to close out the night that that I, I, I was thankful I tuned into with the Hawks and the Warriors. You know, they'll they'll throw those notes in there, and they'll do it in the most meaningless fashion, mm-hmm. which feels appropriate because I think everyone is just waiting to hear. And that was the struggle we had with, with, with putting this together um, with putting this show together is, you know, I don't know what we can offer outside of our thoughts on everything that transpired last night, Mm -hmm. our thoughts on, on, on people who have made themselves a bigger part of the story, the skip Baylesses, uh, the Bart Scott's uh, in in a negative fashion, in a positive fashion, you, you know, Ryan, uh, Clark last night and, and and Scott Van Pelt and that broadcast team and 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 how they they handled that. Um, past that, it was like you know when we're when we're done talking about it, we've got to make the transition, you know, to move on while acknowledging. Look, y- Utah and Sacramento feels a little bit different right now, and hopefully that that changes. Hopefully we get something that that lifts our spirits up. A little bit, and this is this is just the effects of being a sports fan. You don't tune in to sports. You don't tune into a game, even if it's a game like the Bengals and the Bills, which a lot of people probably hear, don't have a ton of ties to. Mm-hmm. You don't tune in expecting to see that. No, um, I mean I was all over the place last night. My mom, who um, I know for a fact was not watching Monday Night Football, I had to go over to her house last night do some do some stuff before you know I got back into the workflow. Um, I was like, hey, did you hear about the the player for the Bills or whatever? And she's like, did I? It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. I go into the house. It's on MSNBC. Yeah. And that's like, that's what she watched. She watches MSNBC, CNN, all this other stuff. This was, this wasn't like part of the show for MSNBC. Like I was over there for an hour, the entire hour. They had doctors and lawyers and, and people in there talking. Like this was, a lot of things stopped, you know, last night to focus in on this situation. Um, and like I keep saying, man, it was just it was just sad, man. It was sad um, hearing more about his story. 
it was sad seeing those Bills players um, and their reaction. Um, just sad, and you know, we're praying and we're hoping for the best. And uh, I guess that's where we'll. I guess that's where we'll attempt to step away from this. Um, of course, the phone lines are open, 916-909-1320. If, if you decide you don't want to step away from this, if you if you want to talk about it, if you want to talk about what happened last night, um, you can. If you want to talk about the Kings, if you were at the Golden One Center on Friday, like we'll we'll do that as well. Um, we did, uh, you know, I, I, did, I did, was not going to interrupt our conversation uh, to announce this. I'm sure many of you have, have seen it now, but Keegan Murray was announced as uh, December's Rookie of the Month. Uh, for the Western Conference. So uh, positive news comes in uh, for the Sacramento Kings. If anything changes regarding uh, DeMar Hamlin, and as Kenny noted earlier, it's probably not going to, at least not at this juncture of our show. It's possible that something in the final hour uh, comes our way, but uh, it, it could be it could be days before we... And from what I, from what I gathered, that's probably a good thing, you know, days yeah. happen mm-hmm. like if we get something now i don't want to probably the yeah, worst like, yeah, yeah. So, G- given given what we've been told right. about this process um from people by the way this is given what we've been told about this process from people who aren't there right there's 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 there's, there's a protocol which is why it has gone you know so quiet and the last update was um he went into cardiac arrest he 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 he's back to breathing. His heart's back to uh, it's pumping, and they're going to um, you know sedate him at this point, and hopefully uh, we'll know more here uh, in the coming days and hours. So uh, as I mentioned, we will attempt uh, to move on, uh, and we'll do that here next on ESPN thirteen twenty. D'Lo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app, live on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320, youtube.com slash ESPN1320. We're live on Facebook uh, as well. Go search us out on uh, ESPN1320. Hit the like button. Uh, you can watch the show there. Uh, as we mentioned, we're going to make the attempt to transition here into a regular show. But as uh, Kenny and, and, and myself and Will were talking about during the break, if we feel like this is failing uh, and we're not into it, we'll just leave it. And we'll just go back to just talking. Um, as I mentioned, the phone lines uh, will stay open for you, 916-909-1320. Uh, we'll bring in our, our, our buddy Will Z here, the official statistician of ESPN 1320, put up another great preview for tonight's Kings Jazz game. Of course, uh, it's the second meeting between these two teams in the last three games. And, Will, that first one was exciting, man, one of the – most incredible moments, I think, at Golden One Center uh, in recent yeah. memory, and the videos from everybody when Kevin Herter's shot uh, <laughs> went in uh, were were just phenomenal. Uh, Will, what what is what, what are you seeing in Kevin Herter and in, in his play recently? Yeah, so I started writing the article last night, and it somehow just kind of developed into a Kevin Herter deep dive. Um, just kind of organically went that way, and he's just everyone knows about his raging hot start um to start the season then he cooled off but over his last eight games uh he's averaging 16.6 points 3.3 rebounds 1.9 assists and a surprising 1.3 steals Mm. and his shooting splits are way up again 52.7 46.3 from three 
and 80% from the free throw line. So it's just kind of back to the herder that we were used to to start the season. Um, and it's just helping the team so much when he's on. It's just a whole different dimension to the offense. Can we applaud the squad real quick too, Casey, for mm-hmm. what was it, two, three offensive rebounds on that possession, just fighting yeah. to 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 get another you know opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to get that win Friday night? No, nah, that was big time. That was big time, man. Them uh, getting after it that way and, and scrapping the way they did. And Kevin Herter had missed – a shot from about the same exact spot, mm-hmm. uh, a possession or two earlier, and yeah, he wasn't going. He wasn't going to miss the second one. That was a. That was a. <laughs> I keep saying that was an all-time moment. That was an all-time Golden One Center moment. I was it, texting with my guy Mark Jones oh my. the other day. And <laughs> wow! <laughs> I told so him, that's how we're starting twenty twenty three, huh? Okay. All right. I guess they're planning their next shopping trip together, uh, Will. I'm going to just be holding his bags. That's what I'm going to be. You're going to be holding holding the bag, all right. But uh, I had to tell him, I was like, yo, the hell of a call. That's that's one we're going to see for for years. Mm -hmm. That call, that moment right there, that's an all-time Golden One Center moment. It's right up there with Bogey hitting the game-winning three against the Lakers. And I don't know if there's one off the top of my head. That is after that. That's an all-time moment last yeah. night. Yeah. Or Friday night. Yeah. And then looking at the herder and everything for a little more in-depth of what the article has gone into is you can really relate herders, we'll call it three stretches, the beginning start to the season, his slump, and then the recent uptake in production. If you look at the Kings' offensive rating over those three stretches – uh, they had the second-ranked offense over the first 17 games, and Herter shot uh, like 40, 49.6% over those 17 games. Then he went into a slump and shot 22.4% um, over nine games. Over the, that nine-game nine game stretch, uh, the Kings had the 21st-ranked offense. And then jump ahead to where we are now in his uptake in production over the last eight games. The Kings have had the 10th ranked offense. So it really looks like the Kings go as Herder goes in terms of kind of overall offensive production, which I mean, makes sense. It's such a lethal weapon from three. And if it's on or not, it's going to have a drastic impact. Are are you noticing like, is, is there any like, is there have you seen any numbers that explain the slump? Uh, anything in lineup changes, anything along those lines, or is it just as simple as the ball didn't fall? I don't know. There's nothing really in the numbers. He was still getting pretty good looks. I think he mentioned it in an interview a couple days ago. Um, I don't remember with who, but how defenses were kind of guarding him different. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just some adjustments from defenses putting more attention on him. And now he's kind of learning him and the whole team have to learn what to do with that extra pressure. So it looks like he's getting a lot more of kind of like the old buddy heel looks and especially the Justin holiday where it's a little closer to Sabonis than they were at the beginning of the season in terms of screens and handoffs. I'd have to go back and look at the tape more, but I don't know if they're just getting kind of condensed. I know. We've hit that stage of the season. Will Z's got to watch the tape. Oh, boy. Uh, sorry, Casey. Go ahead. Look, I was just going to ask, Will, do you do you see in those last eight games or so, 
um, that Kevin Herter has done a little bit more as far as um, I don't know if it's necessarily saying attacking the basket, but shooting more twos than threes. Some of the times when somebody's in a shooting slump or, you know, they can't hit the three uh, or they're being defended differently, you know, a coach like myself or a player or somebody like that or just, you know, me playing, say, ah, man, let me not force the three. Let me try and get some easy looks. If they're overplaying the three, that should leave the mid-range open or get into the cup or get to the line or something like that. Have you seen uh, maybe an uptick in his twos at all? His twos, I think, um, have actually stayed about the same. I thought he did a really good job when he was in a slump from three of attacking the rim and getting some other looks, unlike players in the past. Um, where I'll have to look at the numbers. Maybe I'll do that one after I get off uh, the air but and tweet it out for you guys. Um, I remember tweeting out about a month ago or so when he was – four or five games into a slump, how his two-point percentage was still around the 45-50% range. Mm. So he was still being productive, which is great. I mean, from someone who is such a three-point specialist, that's what you want is a little diversification in the Mm. shots there. Mm. Well, I know it's early, you know, we're 34 games into this season. I don't don't know if it's going to take 10 more or 20 more, but how much longer do you think it'll be before we acknowledge that DeMontis Sabonis is the greatest player that's ever existed? <laughs> Can we just do it now? I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to overreact too much, but I'm, I'd be okay if we did it right now uh, after I the mean, way that this dude has been playing recently. There's so many games where I'll go and check and see he's right near. It's always the no king has done this since Chris Webber. No right. king has done this since Cousins. There's pretty much every game you can get near that category. He's just so unique in terms of his overall production compared to other bigs and even other anyone. Like he can do so much that it just makes him so valuable. And I think we saw it when he was out. Dude has a broken hand and he he yeah. he he was twelve of twelve, I think two of two from three, and then I think two of three from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. It got too easy for him, so he's, I'm just going to miss this free throw. <laughs> Dude was nasty on Friday night. It, it, I, it, I swear if he doesn't start cutting promo saying I'm doing this with a broken freaking hand, <laughs> I'm going to be really disappointed in him. It yeah, and even against Memphis, he was 8 of 14, and that's against Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams. They're like the yeah. best paint protection team in the league, mm-hmm. and he still put up. 18 points on 57% shooting. Yeah. Steven Adams, one of the greatest lines ever. Oh. When he asked about his offensive rebounds, he was like, yeah, we couldn't hit anything. <laughs> we couldn't make a shot, so I just went out there and got the ball and give us a chance to win. Yeah, he, he oh, was phenomenal. So disheartening. Oh, it was disheartening, but in in, in retro, it's funny. Yeah. Like I, I give yeah. Steven Adams credit for that. And, and Steven <laughs> Adams, every time, I mean, maybe it's just a virtue of when he plays the Kings, but it feels like, he should be one of the great centers of all time. Like he's not <laughs> oh, yeah. huge. How like like one oh cheap Stephen Adams off the board. What are you guys doing? I mean, this guy's no, mammoth. He's, bro. He's, like I'm surprised he doesn't average 23 rebounds a night. He's one of the only players in the entire league as strong as Demontis Sabonis is, <laughs> and he's taller. And he's taller, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and he's very scary. <laughs> like he seems to be the nicest individual on the planet. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at him like, oh, like, go ahead. Get, get, get. First, Stephen Adams gives someone a side eye. It's a wrap. It's a raggedy wrap. It, it, oh, yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. Uh, so those things happen, man. I, it happens. That's tough. It happens. Yeah.
I, I, I was less disappointed in Sacramento, more just really impressed with, with yeah, Stephen Adams. As I was saying, I, I looked at that game. I was like, what? I mean, Ja went off. He did his thing. Stephen Adams was a monster on the boards. That's just what happens. That's what it happens sometimes. You don't do Memphis it. is just a terrible matchup for the Kings. They Looking are. at the numbers, like there's some teams, like the Jazz, I think, are a really good matchup for the Kings because their weaknesses are the Kings' strengths. It's the opposite for the Grizzlies. The Kings' weaknesses, the Kings' strengths are the Grizzlies' Yeah, the Kings' strengths <laughs> are the Grizzlies' strengths. So they match up, and the Grizzlies are just a little bit better at them. Mm-hmm. So the Kings aren't able to do what they normally do. Uh, but for tonight against the Jazz, same similar as last time, get in the paint. They're not good at protecting the paint. Get out in transition. They're uh, the second-worst transition team in the league. Um, and then just limit them from threes. So, I mean, the Kings know what they need to do. It'll be, I'm sure, a revenge game for Markinen. But mm-hmm. oh I'm excited. God. I like the multiple games in the short time span. It really gives it that playoff series feel. Yeah, yeah they've had a couple of those uh, recently. They've yeah. had a couple of more. Uh, quick note here, Will, before we let you go. In, 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 we're talking about the Jazz, not trying to gloss over the Memphis game, but they are playing uh, Utah again for the second time in, in, in three games. 32 assists that night. Check. 12 threes, mm-hmm. check. Uh, fast break points, 13 to 8 in favor of Sacramento. Mm. Uh, so the D'Lo and Casey and Will Z trifecta uh, hit there Come on, uh, on we, Friday we, night. We need Z, to see that again tonight. Will Z, I, you know, I'm always asking you to do more work. You know what I'm saying? I'm always yes, throwing are. more work on you. Uh, <laughs> we, we, need that, we need the numbers on, like, when they hit all three of the trifecta. What's the I record when they hit two of too. them, one of them, whatever, so we can – you know, we can show how right we are. I was thinking that too, like <laughs> just the other night. I was like, I should put that together. I'll do that one of these next two nights yeah, and more see work, where they more are. Work one, one day, yeah. one, one day. Oh, it's easy work. You're going to get paid for all of this, Will, I promise. <laughs> just just hang in there. It's been a blast. So <laughs> I'm, work I'm for Will and Jesse. Just that's enjoying that's what we're doing in 2023. That's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. We appreciate you as always. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one.